Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Amid tensions over possible military action in Ukraine, President Biden will meet on a video call tomorrow with Russian President Vladimir Putin because there's no better deterrent than a long video call with a 79-year-old man. <laughs> you know what? This is not worth it. <laughs> Funny. So, yeah, about 100,000 troops and all the armaments that go with it lined up on the border, Russia, Ukraine. I'm looking at ABC News. They got a, a reporter there in a vest and a helmet like they're in a war zone because um, it certainly could become a war zone at any moment. And in moments, Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin are going to talk face to face through video Reading from the dispatch, an anonymous senior Biden administration official, and they have really good sources at the dispatch, told reporters Monday that Biden is expected to warn Russian President Vladimir Putin in the video call that there will be, quote, very real costs. Except he might say, very real care. Oh, no. There'll be very real there. Come on. All right, all right. Tell him. Excuse me. It's the Omicron. Joe's got Omicron. Everybody's Joe's got, got Omicron. Uh, either that or he'll say, listen, I stared down corn pop. I can stare down you. Anyway, be very real costs, including sanctions and an increase in U.S. troop presence and capabilities along NATO's eastern flank if Russia attempts to invade Ukraine. So, uh, interestingly enough, the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal had a column out. Is it today or yesterday? Yesterday. Rogues are on the march around the world with their subheadline being Iran and Russia give every sign that they don't take President Biden seriously. Well, that bad at care. Well, that's so that's Joe Biden's hurdle today, then, right? If that's true, to get to convince Biden or to convince Putin that uh, he, Biden, needs to be taken seriously. Well, I. Hope he will come to the table or to the Zoom call. Do, uh, do we know what platform they're using? Is it Zoom, Microsoft Teams? Uh, you'd think they'd have some sort of you know closed circuit something or yeah, it is. What, yeah. It is. It's a closed, uh, super secret thing. Okay. The, the Washington Examiner lays out the demands. Putin's big demand. Putin sees NATO expansion as a direct threat to Russian security. That would be the idea of adding Ukraine to NATO. Ukraine's move to the West and application for NATO membership as something that could put NATO troops right on his border, and he doesn't want that. He's expected to demand Putin a guarantee that Ukraine won't be admitted to the NATO alliance in return for assurances that he'll back off the threat of invasion. The United States, on the other hand, has consistently expressed support for the principle that every country has the sovereign right to make its own decisions with respect to security that's written into the founding documents of NATO, and that remains U.S. policy today and U.S. policy in the future, an official said yesterday from the White House. So that makes it a little difficult to back down, as we stated yesterday. No, 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 no. We believe every country has a right to join this alliance if they want to. Uh you would only state that yesterday if you weren't planning on backing down, right? I think you're probably right. I'm noodling it through the back and forth. Um, you know, obviously, in a situation like this, both sides ratchet up the threats and the tensions so they have something to back off of. Um But I, I suspect pretty strongly that we slash NATO will make some sort of assurance that, no, we will not 
arm up Ukraine right on your border and then we won't make them a full-fledged member of NATO. Of course, that's been the, you know, the policy for the last several years. And, and the fact that Biden, uh, Biden, Putin just wants some or all of Ukraine to be back in the great uh, Russian empire, that's not addressed by the NATO thing. No. Um, so I just, I don't know what's in his head, really. He's a megalomaniac, there's no doubt. Um, and what are you going to do to appease a megalomaniac? Give him way more than we ought to. Well, I go back to the same thing we mentioned several times yesterday, and I've mentioned for years. Um, why's it got to be us? Hey, Germany, aren't you a little worried that Russia's on the border, like one, two countries away from you? Doesn't yeah, bother we you? depend on them for our gas. <laughs> Unfortunate. If Europe doesn't care, how much should I care? That's what I wonder as an American. Well, allegedly, old man Biden spoke to uh, French's president, Emmanuel Macron, German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Wait a minute. Is she still? I thought that no, Otto fellow was. She's not. Him. She's nothing anymore. She's a private citizen. That's weird. Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. This this is Reuters. Are they not aware that Angela Merkel is uh, now in a bikini um, <laughs> on, on the Black Sea soaking up the rays? Anyway, yeah, he's got to show up to the call and say, look, talk to all the NATO leaders. Uh, we're 100% committed to this. This is the story. And it's not the U.S. It's all of us. And by the way, if you get froggy, if you feel froggy and you jump and you take a chunk of Ukraine, you're barred from the uh, the, the world's banking systems. And if you consider that a, a, an act of war, bring it. We, you'll you'll see Poland become such an armed camp. You'll wish for the days of a weak Ukraine. I don't know. I don't know. Putin is absolutely willing to push things to the brink, though. So you got to pray that uh, we are represented by a man with uh, steady nerves and keen judgment. Uh, yeah, Uh-oh. I didn't know this. He wrote. Uh, uh, Biden wrote in his book after he left the vice presidency under Obama. He wrote in that book that he was arguing for. The United States to give Ukraine lethal weapons back in 2014 when Putin took Crimea. So Biden was way more of a hawk on that than his boss, President Obama, was at the time. Obama said, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to give them lethal weapons. So, Well, one is reminded of Robert Gates saying Joe Biden's been wrong about virtually every foreign policy decision in the last half century. It reminds me of the old conundrum. Everything I say is a lie. You know, you're supposed to figure out. So, I mean, is it automatically then? Can we assume that it was it would have been a bad idea or no? I don't know. The Washington Times reporting Biden spent all of Monday consulting with leading NATO allies, including the United Kingdom, France, Germany and Italy, to coordinate their messaging and to discuss potential economic sam- sanctions if Putin is not deterred. So he got together with all our big NATO uh, leaders yesterday and ready to go into it today. So we'll see how it turns out. It's going to happen here in just a few minutes. I don't know at what point we'll hear uh, about it. Well, and the, the reason everybody was so concerned about that Nord Stream pipeline or whatever it was, um, uh, piping the Russian gas to Germany, is that would make Germany, uh, you know, uh, on the hook to Russia. It would make them at least partially dependent for their economic strength on Russia. Therefore, Unable, unwilling to really confront Russia hard when it was necessary. And sure enough, it's played out rather quickly here. There's new polling on uh, Americans' attitudes about the China Olympics that we can tell you about. It's kind of interesting, so maybe when we come back. 
I saw this last night. I have no idea what it means. I don't know Drake's music. Do you know Drake's music very well? Barely. He, no. he was announced as the biggest artist of all time recently. You know, they have new ways of counting it, streams and downloads and all these sort of things that didn't exist. But he surpassed Michael Jackson in terms of being the biggest artist of all time, according to the measurements they currently use. Is there anybody that feels about Drake the same way that Michael Jackson was impactful? I don't know. But he's a big deal. Anyway, he's up for uh, various album of the year stuff and everything like that. And he withdrew his Grammy nominations yesterday. No word yet as to why. I didn't know you could withdraw. You get a nominated for something. You can say, nope. I withdraw you nominating me. Hmm. For some reason, he's going to announce today, probably, I don't know, maybe it's like kneeling during the national anthem, one of those things. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't have any idea. I I was going to say I don't care, but I am intrigued. Okay, that's weird. Um, our attitudes about the Olympics, pretty interesting stuff, uh, among other things. I know. You know our attitudes. We, know we, oh. we, are, we wear our attitudes on our sleeves. We're not and, hiding and, around here. Well, certainly not. And and speaking of attitudes, young people, uh, the, their attitudes about America and democracy and all, they're just, they're shocking. Okay. You're you supposed to be pouty and unhappy with everything when you're young, but uh, this is overboard. Yeah, yes, yes, you child, Michael. That's right. Children. That's what he said specifically. Uh, young people. You yeah, child. I don't mean children. I'm not, nobody's pulling 11-year-olds what they think about democracy. I'm talking about, you know, your 20s, your 30s. Okay, all that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. China has been spending billions on state-of-the-art venues for what it hoped would be a lavish and prestigious Olympics. So this announcement comes as a blow. Uh, The Biden administration will not send any diplomatic or official representation to the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics and Paralympic Games, given the PRC's ongoing genocide and crimes against uh, humanity in Xinjiang and other human rights abuses. Beijing's brand new facilities were going to be empty of foreign spectators anyway, thanks to COVID. But the White House's decision has infuriated the Chinese. China's foreign affairs spokesman replied with a warning. The U.S. will pay a price for its practices, said Zhao Lijian. You may stay tuned for follow-ups. Oh, shut up. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the outrage of the offended Chinese communists. It's, I'm just tired of boy, it. Are you? I, boy, I, that, that strikes me way differently than when I hear that out of Middle Easterners uh, who've been saying that my whole life. I don't know. Yeah. Belligerent China. They get they got they got the heft to do, to to cause us some problems. I don't know what That's, they <sighs> Yeah, I know. I but it's their new stance just that we we are, we are outraged. We okay, fine. You got prison camps, all right? You're engaged in a genocide. So we're not sending any diplomats. You don't like it, F you. So here's something interesting. I saw this polling yesterday. I didn't know that nearly half of Americans would support 47%. Nearly half would support us completely not going to the Olympics. No athletes either. Mm-hmm. Almost half of America. And I would say that's without uh, most people having any idea what they're talking about. If Joe Biden or anybody else came out and made the argument as to why, how many people do you think know about the Uyghurs in the concentration camps and the forced rapes 
and all the various things that are going on. 10% at max. Yeah, it's a tiny amount. So yeah. if the president did a uh, you know a PR push for here's why we're boycotting the Olympics, it's already at half. You'd get that up to two-thirds, three-quarters in no time. And I thought this was interesting from YouGov. They surveyed people who know a lot about the Peng Shui case and people who know nothing about it and got completely different answers. To my point, she's the tennis star, right? The tennis star that they disappeared for a while. Um, uh, they're in China. So if you ask Americans, should we boycott the 2020 Beijing Games in this poll? It was about a third, a third and a third. A third said boycott. A third said, I don't know. And a third said, yes. Those are people who don't know anything about the Peng Shui thing. People that have heard a lot about Peng Shui, easily over 50% say boycott. And the not goes is down at 26%. Wow, so that's one tennis star being abused and silenced. And you see that difference in the poll numbers. If you brought to light to the average American the horrors you were just talking about, yeah, the numbers would have to be enormous. Yeah. You know, I was looking at the Reagan National Defense Survey on the same topic, and uh, the numbers are a little different, but what's interesting is full boycott, 47%. Diplomatic boycott, 48%. People probably said, what, did, what is that? What, who, what do I care? Uh, business boycott. No American businesses should sponsor the games, should advertise the games, etc. 60% were in favor of that. And just delay them and have them somewhere else, not dirty commie China. 60% of people were in favor of that. So it's it's interesting. I would not have guessed that, but it's a huge majority position. Yeah, and like I said, that's without the president and the compliant media making the argument. You you get them to turn, and all of a sudden, it's it's practically everybody agrees. I I think that's what we should do. I can't believe that we're participating in the Olympics. I mean, I still find that shocking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough to watch it and get all excited and, you know, I don't know. Right there in the den of the would-be oppressors of the world. Um, well, you you and I grew up at a, at the, in the golden era of the Olympics, and I really liked watching it as a kid with my dad, and I'm hoping uh, there'll be some time like that with, with my kids watching the various events. But I personally am going to be watching mostly to see if the announcers and advertisers see how they're handling it. It's something that China can do this. Billions of dollars they're spending because they think it's a good move for them to look incredibly impressive to the world. This is part of, they're using the Olympics as part of their convincing the world that they should be the sole superpower and run the world. That their, system works, that their system works better. Yeah, they're using yeah. the, they're, they're not all excited about this just because it matters to them so much that we have sporting events between countries. No, this is just part and parcel of their f- whole-of-country effort to take over the world. Why would the free world want to participate in that? It makes right. no sense. I agree completely. I agree completely. So my iPhone is manufactured in China, or was, I'm sure, and I bring that up because I got an alert I wasn't expecting. I get news alerts like crazy. Uh, Jack and I both subscribed to all sorts of, you know, this, that, and the other news uh, outlets. Um, and occasionally I'll get, you know, local law enforcement alerts or an alert that my wife texted me. Well, this was new. This is an alert from my photos. And it said, a year in review, 2021. Yeah, I got that the other day. And so here, here we go. Let me let me just uh, let you know how this goes here, just because this is this is worth uh, sharing with you. Okay, so it's not very loud. So 
We've got, uh, got Fleetwood Mac singing Landslide as it scrolls through my pictures for me and videos and stuff like that. But it includes, like, videos I made from work, for work. It, it includes a picture I took of a barcode to remind myself of the price of something. It has pictures of, like, the bottom of a shoe so I could remember the model or whatever. Right. As, as Stevie Nicks says, And a landslide bring me down. Yeah. And there's a picture of a, a golf club because I wanted to tell my brother about it. Or a screen capture of a headline in the Washington Post. Yeah, exactly. The polls about China. Yeah, Not thanks. exactly touching memory. Yeah, not really. That's <laughs> funny. Well, that was a touching. Movie. I like That's the. Nice. I really like the on this day feature that the phone gives <sighs> me every single day. It's always weird. Wow, it was this yeah. day. You know, six years ago when my kids were this age that we did this. It's, yeah, I love that. Oh wow, this is weird. The next feature at uh, my phone, looking at my phone, is Good Eats over the years, and it's all pictures of food. <laughs> there you How go. does it know? Yeah, well, that's some of the new technology it's got. I love. How that do you know ca- it's not a crime scene? I love the technology now that you can search on a, a particular face. So I give it a face, and it brings me all the pictures of that face that I've got. Wow. Yeah, that's it's a little scary, but a little scary because you know the the shy comms, for instance, the shy comms are well aware of this technology and figuring out how figuring out how to use it to better oppress humanity. New math guidelines for schools that'll have parents' uh, underwear tied up in a knot. At oh, least no. me, so uncomfortable. Um, should we? Can you catch Omicron outside? The latest thinking on that? No, no, you can't. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. And everyone's getting into the holiday spirit, specifically one sheriff's office in Colorado, who on Friday tweeted this photo with the caption, guess who came in to receive his concealed handgun permit today with a picture of St. Nick. Wow. Santa's taking the war on Christmas very seriously. (laughs) Now, Santa with a gun is an upsetting idea, but do not worry, kids. There is nothing to be nervous about. Santa is just an old loner who lives off the grid, keeps lists of your bad deeds, knows where you live, and can get into your house without waking your parents up. <laughs> That's pretty funny. She lives off the grid and keeps a list of everybody who's bad. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, so uh, a couple of headlines from the exciting world of uh, transgender folks. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, came out as uh, hardcore transphobic the other day. She I, was. I can't think of a more unappealing human on earth than Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Given the choice between Whoopi and Xi Jinping, you'd you'd opt to have oh, the absolutely. Chinese dictator staying off. Okay, uh, so she was irate the other day. Of course, she's always irate. She was slamming men after the oral arguments last Wednesday before the Supreme Court in Dobbs v. J- you know the Mississippi abortion case. Um, do any of you men have eggs? Any eggs or the possibility of carrying a fetus? How dare you talk about what a fetus wants? You have no idea. I'm fine if you disagree with abortion. I have no problem with that. My problem is when you tell me what uh, I need to do with my doctor and my family. How dare you? Men don't carry babies. Oh, no. Oh, no. She's denying that men can give birth. That if you're a conservative, they'd get you in serious trouble. This is one of the best 
intersectional who's who gets to win the victim contest here that I've uh, that I've heard yet. And by the way, her reasoning is patently, yeah, patently idiotic. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I just, I, I, I don't under, you know, I've never understood why you think that that's the boom checkmate argument on, no, on the whole abortion take. Well, okay, there's another person in there. They, they get, they should get a say too. It's well, she not just your decision. Responding specifically to Justice Samuel Alito, who said, "Quote: The fetus has an interest in having a life, and that doesn't change." And so she rails, or any you, do you, any of you men have any eggs or the possibility of carrying a fetus? And we're supposed to believe that uh, there are a lot of uh, fetuses that would opt to be uh, killed? Uh, apparently, in uh, Whoopi's crazy head. As conservatives were quick to note, LGBTQ advocates have declared it verboten to say that only women can bear children, arguing that transgender men who are born female can and do get pregnant. Conservative pundit Ian Miles Chong tweeted, Whoopi Goldberg expresses transphobic uh, hate speech. Actor Kevin Sorbo, Whoopi Goldberg just said men aren't capable of carrying a fetus and medical decisions should be between my doctor and my family. When does she get canceled? On and on it went. Okay, kind of funny. Uh, And then this. We brought you the early stages of this woman's career, but... After a weekend destroying records in Akron, Ohio, it appears it'll take a historic performance from biological swimmers to knock off Leah Thomas, the Penn State swimmer, who you recall spent three seasons swimming for the men's team, as well, Thomas, before becoming a transgender woman for the women's team at the NCAA championships in March. Leah Thomas left Akron with the nation's fastest 200-meter freestyle time, the nation's top time in the 500 free and 1650 time that would have had Thomas in the finals at the 2021 NCAA Championships. Thomas won the uh, 1650 at the Akron Zippy International by 38 seconds. Wow. Her results in all three races set new pen records along with meet and pool records. Uh, looking at the times, just absolutely spectacular. What a talented swimmer this woman is. Uh, what a, a tribute to the athletic, uh, you know, dedication. The fact that she was a dude till not long ago. Anybody who can't see that story for what it is has just got a mental problem. I'm sorry. I wish you help in getting your mental illness looked at. I assume that the people in the sports crowd think this has to be dealt with. This will. This is what I think Penn State's thinking, for instance. They're thinking this is going to have to be dealt with. It will be dealt with, but we're not going to be the ones that deal with it. We're not going to bring the hate on us. Ah, we'll just. The world is going to have to figure this out, but it ain't going to be us. So I, they, I assume that's what they're doing. They've held their finger up, their number one foam finger up in the air, and and figured out which way the wind's blowing. And you're saying, and I think it's a good theory, they figured out, look, if we do this preemptively, we're going to get murdered. If we just let it play out to the point of its obvious absurd conclusion, then we'll have cover to do the right thing. Yeah, it's like your uh, thing you always say about the kids if they have uh, like some unrealistic, probably, dreams of doing something. Mm. Let the world tell them that they're not going to be uh, a ballerina, a model. A famous artist and NBA player. Right. You don't want to be, the as the parent, the one telling them they can't do that. No, um, I think, they'll figure it out. I think Penn State is thinking, this is untenable. This is going to be dealt with, but it doesn't need to come from us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because we adults do such stupid, stupid things, as we've been describing. The kids are so disillusioned, and young adults will tell you about some poll numbers that just, I couldn't even believe them.
when I saw them. After a quick word from our friends, it's simply safe before your home gets smashed and your stuff gets grabbed. Get the Simply Safe Home Security. They're offering 40% off their award-winning home security for the holidays because you know us. It's everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, and round-the-clock trained professionals who monitor it for you and send help the instant you need it. What does 40% off get you? Well, you can get a complete home security system from Simply Safe starting at just over 100 bucks. And I know, I almost think that it's so inexpensive, you're thinking, well, this is kind of like... Better than nothing security? No, it's the best home security system of 2021, according to a number of publications. It's really good. Go to simplysafe.com, click around, design the system for your home. It comes to you. You set it up yourself. No long-term contracts. Fabulous. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, Jack. I must point out to get that 40% off, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for 40% off your entire system. This deal will not last forever. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. I have one more thing on the whole gender thing. I was filling out paperwork yesterday for, uh, I'm scheduled to have surgery today, gallbladder removed surgery, which kind of, it's reminding me of when I had cancer that, so I'm getting all kinds of information from people, texts and emails and personal acquaintances of how absolutely horrific this is going to be or how it's a breeze. I walked in, uh, got my gallbladder removed. I was, uh, was riding horses, jumping over, uh, Rails, uh, two hours after my surgery. I kickboxed the next day. <laughs> the, other, the, the cancer is, ignore, and this is might be helpful for you in the future, ignore what anybody else tells you it's going to be like. Because you don't have any idea what it's going to be like for you. Everybody right. reacts to different things and different medicines differently. So, And there are different particulars involved in, Always. in cases, too. Yeah. Always. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. But so I'm filling out all the paperwork yesterday and uh, got down to one portion of the paperwork where it said breast patients only. Age at first period. Age of blah, 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 blah. Breast Can we patients. rewind a little bit? Breast patients. Teat. Now, was that an effort to avoid saying woman? Is that what they were doing on the form? I mean, they're asking about your, your, your the age at your first period. That seems like an odd thing to ask That's a fella. the first question below breast patient. Still waiting is the answer. <laughs> Please do not use gendered language to Again. to address everyone. Again, we we kind of need to on this topic. To, they, they they told me yesterday about the surgery. They said you should probably take two to three weeks off work. Two to three weeks. And I thought, well, I'm not going to do that. But I always think that at the doctor. What is the lifestyle of the people that come into doctors' offices where they where where every time they can tell you lay down, take it easy for a couple of days? Who's got that life, especially mm. if you have kids? Yeah. Who has the ability to do that? Yeah, I haven't for many, many years had a, been in a situation where I can just lay down, take it easy for a week. What? Well, and given the fact that you can work remotely and your job is not overtly physical, right? That I mean, what good is that advice? I don't know. I know guys who have extremely physical jobs who there's no chance they could go back to work any sooner than, you know, the, the conventional advice would have it. And then there, there are fellows like us and plenty of other people who, you know, might be, I don't know, a day, might be two days, right. might be five, I don't know, right. but it's a completely different reality. What the hell good is that advice? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I've always wondered. I'm a lumberjack or a talk show host, and you gave me the same advice. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's a very good point. You would think it would be specific to your job, not just a general number. Well, and I remember when I got uh, my hips replaced one after the other. Shout out to uh, to Dr. Sauce. He's got the sauce. Um, 
they said, yeah, you can't work. For, somebody told me you can't work for several weeks. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? And then it turns out it's because you can't drive for a while hmm. when it's your right leg that's been done. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That doesn't apply to me for a couple of different reasons. Blah blah blah. So anyway, I don't know what good this advice is. Maybe that's why young people are so cynical these days, Jack. Uh, some shocking poll results. Cool. I mean, shock. If you're not shocked by the next segment, your money back. Wow. Now that's an offer. Huh? Huh? All right. I'll make it impossible. And, you know, I don't answer the phone ever when you call to get your money back. <laughs> Fine print. Like when I got my brother the, what was the reverse robe that they oh, sold for years? The Snuggie. The Snuggie. It's like when I got my brother the, the backward Snuggie. robe. And they have a money back, you know, satisfaction <laughs> yeah. guarantee. Yeah. It actually comes in a box with nothing on it. No, nothing in the box, nothing on the box. There's no way of knowing where it came from. There's Good no luck. paperwork. Yeah, I'm going to return it. It's hilarious. Anyway, that's the offer coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I like this from the San Francisco Chronicle. Should I take extra precautions outdoors because of Omicron? Summary, no. Signed, stupid idiot who's not been paying attention for the last two years. I agree, but even the San Francisco Chronicle summary is no. You do not, you do not need to take extra precautions. It's funny. Who was I with the other? This was somebody. Oh, Hanson drove me back home yesterday and uh, went by somebody in my town. Because you were high. Somebody riding a bike outside with their mask on, and we uh, were marveling at that. Riding a bike alone with a mask on outdoors. But it says here there's no reason to think Omicron spreads, spreads any easily more easily outside than any of the other viruses. And the CDC current guideline is you don't need to wear a mask outside regardless of vaccination status. Did you know that's the current CDC guideline? Catch me outside. How about that? I realize that's the Omicron uh, variant right there. I realize some of you listening are living in places where you've never seen anybody wear a mask outside, but we're around where I am. Lots of people wear masks outside. Right. I was going to say, and some folks are, are still living in, in permanent paranoiaville, where everybody's acting like the, the, the Omicron variant is a chainsaw killer crouching <laughs> right outside their door, ready to leap in, the Omicron sever their is, limbs. The Omicron is clouds at the edge of the, clowns at the edge of the woods. Exactly. Yeah. God dang it, human beings. What are you going to do with them? Oh, I love this from the Babylon Bee. Before we get into the uh, poll results, I was touting so enthusiastically. 1984 prequel released where people beg Big Brother to take away their rights to protect them from virus. Uh, The new novel will describe the events leading up to 1984 where people beg Big Brother to take away their rights to protect them from a virus. 1984, The Beginning, describes how Oceania came to exist after the entire world got freaked out by a cold virus, causing them to completely give up all their individual rights and surrender to an evil globalist agenda that disguises itself as science, said the anonymous author who writes under the pseudonym Pandrawl. Boy, that's kind of funny. Okay, so... uh, Joe's got his serious voice back. That's right. This is the Harvard IOP poll showing young Americans are really down on democracy. Some of these numbers are crazy. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I feel like the analysis might be better up front. I believe a lot of the numbers I'm about to hit you with have to do with the fact that we're living in the age of hyperbole, as we've said many times. Young people who are especially 
uh, prone to taking inputs all the time, constantly on their phones, constantly on social media, um, you know, getting texted and TikToked at and, and tweeted and the rest of it. The age of hyperbole, I think, is is affecting them disproportionately. And, you know, it occurs to me, uh, mid-babble, that they don't have enough life experience to put a lot of stuff into perspective, too. They haven't seen this sort of thing, you know, whatever we're talking about, come and go three times already in their lives. Right. So, you know, it's like, you know, the first time you fall in love is the most in love you've ever been in your life. For the obvious reason. <laughs> so, anyway, keeping that in mind. After turning out in record numbers in 2020, young Americans are sounding the alarm, says the polling director. When they look at America, they will soon inherit they see a democracy and climate in peril. And Washington is more interested in confrontation than compromise. Despite this, they seem as determined as ever to fight for the change they seek. According to new data, a majority of young Americans are worried about the state of U.S. democracy, reported feeling depressed and homeless in the last two weeks, and say they are a different person because of the coronavirus pandemic. So majority reported feeling depressed and hopeless. Are a different person becoming of the pandemic. Boy, you, you gotta you gotta try to put yourself back in, you know, time when you were a kid. You know, you know, you remember when the school year seemed like, compared to being an adult, the school year seemed like it was four years long every year. Um, to to have an entire year where you were on Zoom and not around everybody, I bet you do feel like your entire you've changed completely. Yeah, I can absolutely sympathize with that. Although, as long as we're picking nits or splitting hairs, probably a better uh, better metaphor. Um, if you're really gonna uh, attempt to understand human beings, you have to differentiate between the pandemic and the policy response to the pandemic. You know, if there's a fire down the street, and and one family decides we really need to emphasize fire safety. We need to make sure everything's fire resistant. We need to have uh, fire extinguishers uh, near the kitchen, bathroom, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then down the street, another family reacts to the fire by saying, that's it, we're tearing down the house and we're living in a cinder block hovel. Well, you can't a year later say that the effect on the kids living in the cinder block hovel was because of the fire down the street. Makes sense. It was because of the reaction. Which, to my mind, has been excessive, illogical, ridiculous, overly politicized, Trump-phobic, and a hundred other things. So, anyway, moving along, 52% of uh, the 18 to 29-year-olds, that's what we're talking about, 18 to 29-year-olds, barely adults, believe that American democracy is either in trouble or failing. Only 7% view the U.S. as a healthy democracy. We talked about these uh, numbers last week, but there's more. More than a year after the 2020 election that ex-president Donald Trump claimed was fraudulent, nearly half of young Republicans placed the chances of a second civil war at 50% or higher. Whoa! Whoa! Nearly half. coin flip whether we have another civil war. Holy crap! Right. 32% of Democrats say the same thing, as do 38% of independent voters. We're not having a freaking civil war. Calm down. Houston, we've got a democracy problem. Only 57% of the young people said that it's very important at all that the U.S. is a democracy or a constitutional republic with voting. Uh, Only 50, barely half said it's a very important. 7% said it's not very or not at all important. Really, well, it's because their Marxist professors have convinced them that they can usher in a worker's utopia, free of uh, white supremacy, etc. But those are dumb young people and should be quiet. 
50% of young Americans say the coronavirus has changed them, with 61% of women saying they have changed, 40% of the guys. Uh, overall, 51% say the pandemic has negatively impacted their lives. Uh, the numbers are exactly the same, Republicans, uh, Democrats, and Independents, interestingly enough. Alarmingly, 51% of young Americans report having felt down, depressed, and hopeless at least several times in the last two weeks, and 25% had thoughts of self-harm. Some of the top issues they cited as impacting, impacting their mental health include school or work, personal relationships, economic concerns, blah, blah, blah. Too many numbers. I don't have time. Uh, they're Too not very many optimistic. Numbers. I don't have time. Well, you know, who said what and, and all, right. but I want to uh, save time to some of the more interesting things. Uh, uh, Biden's approval rating dropped to 46% uh, among young Americans. It's 75% among young Democrats, which is down 10%, by the way. It's at 39% among independents. It's dropped 14% and 9% among Republicans. Interestingly, though the net number among Republicans is lower, the drops among Democrats, independents, and Republicans are almost the same. And the Surgeon General just gave a speech about the mental health challenges confronting youth in America. That's what we need to keep our eye on around uh, you know, mental health and Amen with people than, than the Omicron. Absolutely. Final number, nobody likes Kamala Harris. Nobody. <laughs> well, it's a slight exaggeration, but it might as well be nobody. Even her close friends and mother. Oh, kind of, you know, they can take her or leave her. Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.